0: Our season of Lent this year is focused on spiritual growth. What are those practices that we can engage in that help us to grow in our our relationship with God? Last week, we began with faith. And really, the encouragement to grow in faith is, is to trust God more. And by trusting God more, we learn and strengthen In our faith. Today, uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're focused on prayer, and we have uh, these two passages, and there's any number of passages we could have looked at, but we find uh, Paul in Romans talking about how the Spirit intercedes for us when we don't have the right words to say. Uh, Wow. That was loud. Uh, The Spirit intercedes for us because sometimes we don't know what to say, or we might say the wrong thing, and so the Spirit incis[es] too deep for words, as one of our liturgy uh, pieces goes. This idea that even when we don't have the right words, the Spirit, on our behalf, allows our prayers to be known to God. Second, uh, the gospel message was. Finds it's a little out of order. This is uh, more of a Monday, Thursday scripture, but we don't often look at it specifically. Is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? He's about to be betrayed by Jesus. He knows that his path is leading him to the cross, and he knows that he will suffer and die. And he prays, Abba, Father, remove this cup from me, yet not my will but your will. So what is prayer? There are different definitions we could come up with. I'd like to offer a few uh, ways to think about it that hopefully will be helpful. Number one, when we pray, particularly in a petition, what we're asking for is divine intervention. We're asking God to do something either for us or for another, that we can't do ourselves. As Romans says, who hopes for what is seen? Who prays for what is seen? We pray for what has not yet happened. We pray for God's action to step in and to deliver or to liberate or to heal, whatever that case might be. So prayer is really asking God to intervene in some way in our life and in the world second way to think about prayer is is through relationship if we want to have a strong relationship with god we need to have a conversation so prayer a second way to think about it it's a conversation with god if you have a relationship with a spouse or your children or parents or friends it's kind of hard to feel close to someone if you never talk, right? So how are you going to get close in your relationship with God if you never spend time in prayer, in conversation? So one of the ways that we can pray is we just talk to God. Now people might think talking to yourself makes you kind of loony. It doesn't. You don't have to tell anybody that's what you're doing, but you can share your heart, because maybe there's no one else who who will listen, or maybe there's things you need to say to God that you can't say to anyone else. And if we get into that pattern, and we don't have to say it out loud, we can, but we can just share our heart to be open with God. And trust me, God knows what's in your heart, but it's important for you to share it. Now, lest we have a totally one sided relationship when we have a conversation with God, we need to share what's on our heart, but we also need to listen. Prayer means creating time for silence, time where we're open to hear the nudging of the Spirit. And sometimes that's a word that comes to us often by reading scripture, and sometimes that's just an insight that nudge that we get when we open ourselves up. So, in our Bible study today, we talked about creating a space in our home or wherever, somewhere that you can go, where you can pray, where you can speak, but also where you can listen and you can hear God's message for you. So prayer is divine intervention, asking God to do something that we can't do ourselves or seems impossible. Prayer is a conversation. But prayer is also... A way in which faith is developed. It's a discipleship tool. When we actually become people of prayer, it changes us. We are changed when we pray, particularly when we get into the habit of prayer. We become transformed. As people, because the more you pray, the more you're acknowledging that God has the power to do something powerful. The more you pray for someone in need, the bigger your heart expands, the more empathy you develop for those who are struggling. The more you learn to converse with God, the stronger the bond that you feel. Prayer is a gift, and it's easy. Anybody can do it, anywhere any time it's a muscle that if you use it will grow strong and enable you to do more and more things now there's lots of scriptures that talk about prayer but we also have the example of Jesus so going back to the garden of Gethsemane and there's many times that we see Jesus praying in the scripture this would be sort of the most dramatic moment Jesus has has been journeying with the disciples. He's done all these miracles. He's got all the crowds that follow him. And yet, his journey leads him to the Garden of Gethsemane. He knows what awaits him. He's in anguish. He says, I'm grieved, deeply grieved, even to the point of death. Jesus is fully human as well as fully divine. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see his humanity so clearly. Abba. This word Abba means daddy. It's an intimate relationship that Jesus has with God the Father. Remove this cup from me. I don't want to go to the cross, Lord. It's only going to be pain, suffering, and of course, death. Jesus does not want that, if it is possible, because for you all things are possible, Jesus prays, yet not my will, your will. Now it's a separate conversation if we want to talk about why does Jesus have to go to the cross, and maybe some things are divine mysteries that we cannot have an ultimate human answer to, but what we can say that it's Jesus in prayer offers his most vulnerable self to God. God. He speaks the truth at the core of his being that he does not want to suffer and yet he also wants to do God's will. He submits to God's path for his life and in doing so, he finds the strength to get through his ordeal, his passion. Prayer allows Jesus to do God's will to go to the cross for you, for me, and for the whole world. Jesus' life models faithfulness. His prayer life exemplifies it. Jesus, time and time again, as the crowds pushed in on him, would separate himself from everyone. He'd go off on his own to pray. He'd do that to not just get away because he was an introvert, although he might have been, He did it because he needed to renew and to recharge, to be refreshed, so that he could continue to do God's will. He continued to serve the people, to show love and mercy, to bring healing and wholeness to all kinds of people. If all he did was give, 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 eventually the tank runs dry. How many of you can relate to that? If you don't take time for your relationship with God, eventually your human capacity to do everything runs out. Prayer is the vehicle of spiritual renewal and growth. It allows us to do what God needs us to do. And that is in our families, in our workplace, our schools, wherever we are, because we know that there's a limit taking time to renew and refresh and recharge, as Jesus shows us, allows us to continue to give ourselves away. But if we never, so the fancy word for this is self spiritual self-care. It's vitally important that you take care of your spiritual life, that you attend to it on a regular basis. So a couple, couple uh, Lenten practices for you challenges if you will to to strengthen your prayer life so these are very practical things number one is develop a prayer discipline by discipline i just mean a regularly scheduled prayer time so if this is not part of your your routine now try to make it once a day where you take time to pray where you're both sharing what's on your heart and listening. Some of you, you might need to put it in your phone, because I know you're busy, and prayer should not feel like just one more thing on your to-do list. It should be, maybe for you, the start of the day, the end of the day, whenever works for you. And I know some of you are like, oh, I pray while I drive, I pray while I'm brushing my teeth. Those are all great, but try to just slow down a little bit, if you can. And take a moment. I'm pretty certain you'll be blessed as you do it. So, developing prayer routines, a prayer discipline. Second thing that is very, very helpful is to write down your prayers. Who are you, like a prayer journal? Who are you needing to pray for? And track what am I praying for today? And then you can look back and, and see and chart your progress very practical thing to do now i mentioned this before you can pray silently in your head but if you're anything like me your head is a very scary place and you also may have what i refer to as squirrel brain where you're thinking about something and you're like lord thank you for the many blessings in my life thank you for my 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 family my children oh what's is that a bird uh is that a siren you know you're you're, so I find actually what's really really helpful to focus in prayer is to pray out loud to pray out loud you may want to go on your own to do that but I, I, I I do think and particularly if you want to learn how to pray in front of other people start praying out loud on your own and then it won't seem so scary when you're in front of other people A last factor is, is right from Jesus. He says, pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. This is perhaps the hardest prayer practice of all, is to pray for people who don't like you, to pray for people who have hurt you, to pray for people that believe the absolute opposite of what you believe, to develop a kind of empathy where we see with people that we have a conflict with that they are loved by God. So the prayer for your enemies isn't, Lord, please smote, smite, what is the right verb? Smite this person. You pray, Lord, bring your love into their heart. Let them see the fullness and goodness of your mercy. Lord, help them grow closer to you as I would want for myself. Helps us develop empathy. Incredibly important in our divided world, in a world filled with us and them, we, as people of faith, get to see that we are one human family, and prayer is an opportunity for us to live that out. And I guarantee you, if you start praying for those you have a conflict with, Over time, your heart will be changed, and I've seen it time and time again where those situations get better. It's a miracle. I don't know how it happens, but Jesus says to do it, and that's enough for me. Prayer is part of our faith, and I find it's an underutilized gift. It's something we all can do individually and together. It's something that strengthened us in our walk and strengthens us as a family of faith. My prayer for you is that as you pray for yourselves, for others, for the world, that your heart would open and that God's love would continue to shape and reshape you so that you are more filled with light and hope and love, and empathy, and that God might use us to bless others. May we be blessed on that journey. Amen.